Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? you didn't heal that person. God, you didn't come through with what I wanted, that job, that house, that car, these possessions, these worldly things. And the Lord says, yeah, you're right. Because they would destroy you. They would harm you. I don't want that for you. And this is another thing, you know, um, this is why our hearts have to be right before the Lord. Because many times, if our hearts are right before the Lord, what is it, Matthew 6, 33, somebody check me on that. I think that's what it is. But it's, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. Seek God with your whole heart, and seek after what he wants for your life, and that is righteousness. When you do that, your heart is aligned. Your heart becomes alive with his will and his purpose. And so your prayer is no longer a laundry list of, Lord, I want this, and I want that. It's, Lord, what do you want? It's, Lord, I'm not trying to force you to become... uh, Conform to my will, but Lord, I want to be conformed to your will. That's the faith of God. That's the prayer offered in the faith of God. When we're lined up, you know, there was a story about a, a little boy who, uh, and I can relate. You know, I know it's hard to believe. I was a little bit of a heathen as a young man, as a young boy. And I know, I appreciate you guys not believing that. But my poor mom, I've told you before. But here's the thing. So the little boy at Sunday school, he hears that our prayers aren't to be selfish. That we're not supposed to pray for a bunch of selfish things. And he'd been praying for a bicycle for a year. And he was convicted by this. And, and the teacher said, he said, well, what do I pray for? He says, she said, pray for the things God wants us to pray for. And so he said, great. So he went out and stole the bike and prayed for forgiveness. <laughs> See, don't be that guy either. See, we're always trying to find loopholes. Have you ever noticed that? People are always trying to find loopholes. But the other thing that people miss when they study this passage is, do you understand Jesus is talking directly to his disciples? He's talking about their mission. Not that the principle doesn't apply to us, because the principle does apply. The principle of this passage applies to us. But he's very specifically talking to his 12, and even more specifically to 11 of them. Because they're going to have to do some very special things. Now, they're not better than us. They just had a different calling. And this is one of the things when we start to look at contentment. One of the things we must be content with is whatever God has called us to. Don't try to be something you're not. If you're a hand in the church, don't try to be a foot. It's the most frustrating thing ever. First of all to yourself, but also to everyone around you. The Lord has called all of us to something special within the body of Christ. And when you embrace what you're called to, amazing things happen. But here's the thing. They're not better than us. They're just different. Their callings were just different. But let me read you what Wearsby says in his commentary about this passage. He says, This promise of God's answer to the prayer made in faith was made to the disciples, not the multitude. Nor should we interpret Mark eleven twenty four to mean, if you pray hard enough and really, really believe, God is obligated to answer your prayer no matter what you ask. 
That kind of faith is not faith in God, but rather it is nothing but faith in faith or faith in feelings. This is one of the biggest tragic things in the church today, especially in America. And what's really sad is Western Christianity, American Christianity, built on the name it and claim it doctrine, built on the you can have anything you want, has spread around the world. It's tragic. And again, it always ends in defeat. Those things, at some point, you know, all of us, and I've mentioned this before, the statistics on death, one out of every one of us are going to die. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to die. Unless, well, unless the rapture, and then a bunch of us won't die, which is really cool. But nonetheless, some are going to be left behind. And they're going to say, Lord, Lord, we did so many works in your name. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. And my heart breaks because of a phony Christianity that's been spread that's based on this world, on riches of this world, on things of this world. It's heartbreaking because they use passages like this out of context. God is not a magic genie. Do you know that? He's not in a bottle that you rub and then you get all your wishes come true. And it's, it is really difficult to try to talk to those. And maybe you have. You've talked to those people who are in that kind of a church or in that kind of a religion, that kind of, you know, theology. And you try to talk to them and they won't listen to you because they think they have all the answers. And it's really heartbreaking because they don't see the forest for the trees. It's hard. It's painful. But I mentioned this last week, and I'm going to burst some more bubbles this week. Do you understand your life here and now? God is not concerned with your happiness. Do you know you're not made to be happy? We will have moments of happiness. The joy of the Lord is totally different. That never leaves the true believer. But God is not concerned with your happiness. In fact, have you ever wondered why you're unhappy so many times? Oh, I'm not. I'm happy all the time. Well, you also have a problem with lying because uh, that is not true. All of us go through difficulty. All of us go through life and we have times where we are certainly not happy. Do you know that's okay? Do you understand that's part of God's plan? Because outside of the garden, he doesn't want us to be happy. He does not want us to seek our best life now. He's not asking for you and I to be happy here and comfortable here. This world is not your home. And it's not mine. And as the days go on, I don't know about you, but I feel less and less like part of this world. And I can't wait for the future kingdom. Uh, that's another rabbit trail. I better stop myself. But here's the thing. God isn't concerned with your happiness. You know what he's concerned with? Your sanctification, your growth, getting closer to him, seeking him, being who he called you to be. That's what he wants. This life that you're in right now it's not about happiness. It's a proving ground. It's a testing ground for the next life. What you do here, what you learn here, will be applied in the next life, which will be your best life forever. And so understand, happiness is not the goal of God in your life. He's not calling you to be happy. He is calling us to have the joy of the Lord. That's our strength, His joy. And it's like no other, because happiness is fleeting, but the joy of the Lord doesn't leave you doesn't leave you at three in the morning when you're praying with the, all of those tears. You know, the, the real kind of cry where all the snot's coming out and everything, you know? <laughs> I know none of us have ever cried like that. But you're, when you're really crying out and seeking the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. You still have that peace. You still have that joy. And you don't even understand how. You're certainly not in a happy moment. You're not in your happy place. You know, everybody wants a, a safe zone, a happy place. Oh, man. That is the worst place to be. That's where Satan wants us to be, in a happy little comfort zone where we're never forced to grow. 
But God has allowed all of this. So when we seek after, after happiness as our goal, what happens to us? We become so discontented. Discontent will creep in and it will grow. We will never be content, content with what we have, with our situation, with our spouse or our family, with our job, with our home, with our city. We'll never be content with the, even the calling God has put on our lives. I learned this the hard way. Still learning it too, you know, by the way. But when we are not, when happiness is our goal and we think comfort and happiness is our goal, we'll never be content with anything. And ultimately, do you understand what that means? You know, it's like the guy who burst my bubble one time. He said, you know, every complaint you have is against God. Every complaint. And I went, no, be quiet. How you, you can't say that to me. You can't take away my, my, uh, my thoughts here, my, my ammunition. But it's true. And it's the same way. If you're seeking out of a comfort zone, if you're just looking for happiness, your ultimate discontentment is with God himself because you will become discontented. You know, Philippians 4.13, I think we all know that passage. For good reason. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wonderful verse. And I love it. But I wonder how many people really know the verses that come before it. I wonder if they really know the context. Let me give you some context. Philippians 4, verse 10 through 13 says this. And this is, of course, Paul. He says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you care for, your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is a life verse indeed. But it's not necessarily saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. Uh, fine. You can claim that verse. That's fine. Uh, you're a little crazy. Uh, we got so much satellite footage. Who needs to go up there? You know, just go run on a treadmill and go, <laughs> go look. But the thing, the fact of the matter is, what it's saying is that, you know, in this life, you're going to have ups and downs. You will have times of need. You will have times of suffering. And guess what? You can get through it. You can get through it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Up, down, doesn't matter. Hungry, full, everything in between. When we do this, when we seek after the Lord, when we make him our priority, when we seek after his heart, and when we align ourselves with him, then we become content. The problem is not everyone else around you, by the way. This is one of those things this is, that I had to learn in a painful way. I thought I was discontented because of people around me. It's that person's fault. It's their fault. It's this position's fault. It's this situation fault. And the Lord broke my heart one day and said, no, the problem is you. <laughs> you ever been there? But understand, if you are suffering from discontent, the problem is you. It's not the Lord, and it's not the people around you. It's your heart. We also read in uh, chapter 6 of 1 Timothy, verses 6 through 10, this is so important to understand. It says, now godliness with contentment is a great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Did you hear that? This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.